Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. Hi, welcome to Money Making Conversation. This is your host, Rashawn McDonald. Money, 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 money. Boy, money. That's a that's a that's a OJ song, isn't it? Money, money, money. Stop before I have to pay for that song. <laughs> money Making Conversations is now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday, you can hear me live on Biz Eleven Ninety from ten a.m. to noon in Atlanta, and the show is replayed every Friday at the same time and every Sunday afternoon at four p.m. As soon as you get out of church, you can turn on Money Making Conversation. This episode of Money Making Conversations can also be heard on Sirius XM Channel 141 on Howard University campus and on Sirius XM Channel 142 on all HBCU campuses. My job is to educate the millennials, and it can be downloaded on iTunes, iHeartRadio Podcast, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And now, if you have Alexa, da 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 da, just say Money Making Conversations, and I'll pop right up with my current shows. I'm doing it, y'all. I'm on Alexa, Amazon. I'm not rich like Amazon, but boy, I'm close. I'm talking to them. My next guest co-founded Quest Nutrition, which began in 2010 with the mission to revolutionize food and end the global slide toward ill, toward Ill health, to li- deliver innovative foods that don't compromise on taste or nutrition. Quest quickly exploded to become a billion-dollar business in roughly five years. He and his wife and business partner, partner Lisa founded Impact Theory, a show I recently appeared on, putting that on my credits, you know what I'm saying? Impact Theory is on my resume now. To help facilitate global change, create and cultivate avenues of empowering and meaningful transformation that helps people unlock their true potential. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Tom Bilyeu. What is up? Good my friend, you, my friend, my friend. How you doing? Now, where are you at right now, Tom? I'm in L.A. Okay, L.A. Uh, that's where I went to do my interview. Now, you're, uh, let's talk about the the show Impact Theory that I recently done. Before let's let's get that out the way because because I did the show and immediately my LinkedIn account blew up. I I just started. I I, I looked at my LinkedIn account. I had like thirty five people immediately started following me after they saw the show, and they started following me. And then all of a sudden, I went to the YouTube account and I saw these likes. I mean, likes about uh, comments about uh, you, about me, about uh, life-changing experiences. Tell me about Impact Theory and the the brainchild. This is is an evolution between you and your wife, correct? Yes, very much so. And it started because 
at Quest, we had 1,400 employees, and I really wanted to give them something that they could take, whether they were working for me or somebody else. Um, and that was the mindset that took me from scrounging in my couch cushions to find enough change to put gas in my car, mm-hmm. uh, it's a true story, <laughs> to building a billion-dollar business. And, you know, it really was uh, just a mindset shift, and it was learning a set of beliefs that would allow me to be successful, that would allow me to translate my potential into actual ability. And so wanted to, to give that to them. And so we created this show and it was all about bringing on people like you that have been tremendously successful and mm-hmm. to show them that there are essentially universal principles of success, that they've been hearing me say all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one thing to hear it from one person. It's another to hear it from, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens. So um, that was the genesis of the idea. And my whole mission in life, the thing that I am absolutely put on this earth to do is to, in my words, pull people out of the matrix. So to said another way to give them an empowering belief system. And I think that most people are held back by a set of limiting beliefs. They don't even realize we're choices. They just think that they're truth. And the reality is people confuse their massive biases mm-hmm. with truth. Mm-hmm. And because of that, people don't even try to do things that they would otherwise be completely <laughs> capable of learning. Um, and so that's my mission, man, is to, through media, through both fiction and nonfiction, give people that set of beliefs and that's that's really i i you know some i when you talk about people that's fear isn't it though tom fear stops people fear of change fear of failure fear of somebody criticizing them for making that change and it fails those are some of the things that blocks people block people from being successful no question and when you when i talk about beliefs I'm talking about those things that lead people to be afraid, such as failing means I'm a failure, that, you know, the things that I've done up to this point in my life determine what I'm capable of in the future. And that fills them with fear. And so, like you're saying, that the way that all of that stuff manifests is a neurochemical reaction, which makes your heart race, which makes your palms sweat, which makes you convinced that if you do this and mess up, that it's going to destroy your life. And because people get caught in that fear trap, they don't ever find out what they're actually capable of doing. And so what I want to do is get rid of that fear by attacking the underlying beliefs that feed into that fear. Okay, let's back up a little bit. I had to start out by, by mentioning the impact theory because that's a show I recently appeared on uh, where he hosts as a weekly show. It appears on his YouTube channel. Uh, you can go by, you can go there, by the way, and, uh, be, and subscribe to the channel. And every time he has a new episode, they will flag you or send you a notification to um, to watch the new episode. And you can also watch the past episodes. Um, it all started, like you said, you know, you scrounge for money on your couch. And took us back to that moment because that, that, that that's a moment where you overcame fears, where you, you had to convince people to believe in your vision. And we're talking about turning an idea into a billion-dollar company. Take us to that moment and that short journey. I say short because of the fact that we only have a few minutes on this radio show to communicate it, so we'll <laughs> sound short. Sure. But but tell us about that start and then some of the, the the humps and the bumps of that journey. Yeah, for sure. So I went to film school, wanted to be a filmmaker, wanted to tell great stories. I had no idea how to break into the industry. This was back in the 90s. There was no YouTube. There was no shortcut. <laughs> so... I, I didn't have money. You know, I grew mm-hmm. up in a family that teetered between blue collar and white collar. So I didn't know how to raise $100,000. It might as well have been $100 million. Mm-hmm. I just had no idea how to do it. And mm-hmm. I met these two entrepreneurs and they said, look, if you want to control the art, you got to control the resources. So wow. us, get rich and then you can build your own studio. And I was just young enough and just naive enough 
to say, cool, yeah, that's right. I thought it would take 18 months. Sadly, it did not quite work out like that. Um, but it did teach me that anyone could become an entrepreneur. I didn't have to be born an entrepreneur. And it was a huge thing because I'm not a born entrepreneur at all. Like I was, uh, I had a paper route. I was too scared to go knock on the doors to collect the money. So I was delivering the papers for half the money that I could have been. I mean, just like I have no entrepreneurial instincts. Mm-hmm. And in being in a business and having the opportunity to just through sweat equity, get better and pour myself in and outwork everybody and really grind it out, I began to get good at business. And mm-hmm. so I ultimately realized what are the you know beliefs and things that you need to have to not be paralyzed by fear so you can go out and execute. It's really about skills. So I needed to be good at marketing. I had to learn that. That was the skill that I thought that I could really get extraordinary at. And so I poured myself into that. And the most important thing on my journey that I learned, just to keep this nice and brief, was that what I built my self-esteem around mattered, and it mattered a lot. So instead of arguing for dumb ideas just because they were mine and it made me feel good or smart, I needed to always be a learner. And if I could always be a learner and take pride in being willing to admit when I was wrong and to learn what the right answer really was, to admit that I'm not yet good enough and to sit at somebody's feet and learn from them mm-hmm. with humility to really be hungry for the knowledge <laughs> instead of hungry for the praise, then I could really become something. And so that notion of becoming something instead of trying to think I'm cool now, that I could become someone cool in the future, that changed my life. And so I just began acquiring skills relentlessly that had you know, use in a business. And so made me a better businessman, made me a better leader, a better marketer, better at conceptualizing products, all of it. And so that was how I took myself from, you know, knowing nothing about business uh, to running a billion dollar company. Now, let's talk about the, the, the products. How do you, how do you, oh, you know, these, these products, the whole thing is about making products that, that is healthy, but tastes good and enjoyable. Because when you go there, he gives you this giant gift basket. And I mean, it's giant. They got all kind of products in there. And believe me, your boy ate it all the way to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you get into L.A., you don't have time to stop. So I looked over there, I saw that basket. I went, okay, let me just start grabbing things. And it was really good. It was really. So so that was the mindset. To That was the marketing angle. Look here. This is good, but it's healthy, but it's going to taste good. Because it was like a lot of stuff that is healthy, people run from it because I, I can't stand that taste. I, I'd rather stay chubby. I'd rather die early. But you said, look, this is good for you, but it also you're going to enjoy the taste. That was the slogan or that was the angle of the approach in developing the brand? Yeah, for sure. So our thing was far better to leverage behavior than to try to change it. So <laughs> yes. you can Say that one more time. I'm going to be like in church. I'm going to be in church. Say that one more time, Tom. <laughs> It's better to leverage behavior than to try to change it. So people are a certain way. People are going to eat food that tastes good, whether it kills them or not. They don't care. Like, it's just so good. So we thought, okay, well, if people are going to do that anyway, could we take that food that people want to eat and make it healthy for them? Because if we could do that, then we could really change lives. Okay, you're talking to the guy, the guy, Krispy Kreme app. You know, I go to Five Guys, get the Five Guys Super Fries. I'm talking, you know, I get the, I get the, I get the fat burger with the double king with the cheese and the, you know, I'm just, I'm one of those guys. So, so I'm in the car and I see Quest over there. You know, I thought about it. Uh, that looks too, that looks, 
that looks healthy. That looks like something that, and I, <laughs> I grab one up because it, it looked like you know those those that packaging, you know that that that, that taste. You eat it, but it ain't gonna be right for you. Boy, I ate one, then I ate two, then I ate three. I was so happy. I, in fact, if you go to my house right now, sir, I do have it in my cabinet, sir. You have made me a new, a healthy nutrition. And my 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 staff all knows me. I I am a uh, banana split guy, Tom. I am a guy who will eat uh, 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 a shake, uh, two shakes. I eat my desserts before I eat my meals. So I am that guy. I'm that guy. You go, okay, Rochelle, but you didn't look like you do stuff like that. Yes, I do, sir. Yes, I do. I am a, a wacky eater. But it was great that you created a product that, that slowed me down but allowed me to have the taste that I want, the, the sweets that I want, I kind of want, and all that good stuff. And come ahead, so you turned a guy like me, and I'm your customer that you were trying to reach, correct? Uh, oh man, for sure, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you something, man. You know, it, it's really amazing um, when I when I look at you and I communicate because we know we don't know each other. So I walk in a room and um, studio studio at his home. Um, so you, you, the comfort zone so quick that he sets up for you. And uh, we're going to go in more detail more the next break. But uh, I've been told this. That's the best interview I've ever had in my life. I've been told that um, this guy is uh, a gift. You know, you should keep him in your life because he does his homework. And and for the first time, I sat down in a room where I felt I wasn't the smartest guy in the room. That's Tom. Wow. Well, man, I'm, I'm honored by that. Thank you. And <laughs> look, you're... Your audience knows this already, but dude, you're you're incredible, and so bringing people like you onto the show is is such a gift for me to be able to do the research and to spend time getting inside your mindset and learning cool. from you. Cool. Um, and you know, the show really is an extension of that. My whole belief of with humility to sit at somebody's feet and learn. Um, you know, that's why that show is is I think touching people in the way that oh, cool. it does because extraordinary people like you are, are willing to come on and share. So Thank you. Really, really. I'm, hey, Tom, I'm we're gonna we're gonna hold that thought. We're gonna come right back and wrap up this interview because I got want to ask you about my your favorite guest, man. Because I saw this list, I went, boy, <laughs> I was on I was in the chair of champions. Be right back for more money making conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. I developed this show because I wanted to reach young people. I get tired of people complaining about the millennial generation i heard a guy complain about the millennial generation they don't save 18 to 34 they don't save. i was trying to remember at 28 was i saving at 30 was i saving so I, i'm sick of the criticism that's being thrown at this age group because they've made a decision that they want to be entrepreneurs but isn't every generation a generation of change is it do, do, do i want this generation to think like i was thinking that a company it's going to be out there. It's going to give me a gold watch at the end of the line. No, that's to change. And the gentleman I have on the line here is about change. He's about showing you steps along the way that can change your life. You know, I, 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 I call him a kindred spirit because that's what I'm trying to do. He's way ahead of me right now, but I'm going to catch up. I'm like one of the guys coming down a hill on a bike with no brakes. I'm going to catch him. But guess what? I'm not trying to pass with pass him. I'm just trying to hang with him because if we continue in this direction, then those those arguments of why are you thinking this way, why are you trying to accomplish these goals, will be resolved because we have to change. Technology forces us to change, and so impact theory, 
is 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 built that way, Tom. You created your wife as the executive producer. I met her. And uh, it's a family operation, man, that uh, puts a smile on your face. Because when I read, the, read, I read these comments, man, you got to go to his channel and just start reading comments. If you don't believe, if you don't believe the videos, just read the comments about what he's trying to do. This is coming out of his pocket. This is change he's trying to create there. I know if you go to any corporation like that, it's really interesting. You know, like Home Depot, they have their own channel. And so the CEO of Home Depot or Ford, they'll come out and they'll talk to their employees. It's pretty dry, pretty dry. He said, I'm going to take it to the next level. And now he's removed that. Now he's taking it to the world. So when you look at me talk about impact theory, how does that make you feel, Tom? Amazing, man. Really, really amazing. First of all, you're just insanely kind and generous with your praise, which I am beyond grateful for. Uh, and then, yeah, you, you really understand what we're trying to do and, you know, wanting to touch people's lives. And when you figure something out that allows you to do more in your life, you've got two options. You can keep it a secret or you can tell as many people as you possibly <laughs> get to listen because it's brought so much joy and fulfillment to you and your family. And you just want to see other people sharing that. And I fall into that ladder camp, man. I just really want to help as many people as I can. And even if that means that I, I make competitors for me, I'm okay with that, man. Like, I just want to really, really help. And I want to see other people play at an extraordinary level and to make dreams come true in their life. And, and that drives me, and that's it. And, you know, that's what amps me up to, to get up and, and fight every day. And, yeah, so I love it. And I love hearing how much you, you understood that. And so that makes you feel good about what we're putting out there. I'm going to tell you something. When I said, because, you know, when they scheduled the interview, they said, uh, 15 minutes or something like that. I, I, I must. I was in there for an hour or something like just talking, just talking to him. He just asked a question. I was just talking, and because I was running late for an interview and I didn't know it because he made me so relaxed and he told my story. And it wasn't so much trying to tell my story, but he felt that my story was useful. It was information that had to get out. This journey of you know everybody, everybody says there's, they always hear that end story. That end story. You go to Hollywood and you know you become Michael J. Fox. You go to Hollywood, you become Denzel Washington. Okay, Denzel did something before he came Denzel Washington. You know that's the Bradley Cooper did something before. So what he did with me, he said I'm gonna go all the way back to that two bedroom shotgun house with those six sisters, those two brothers, and those two parents. Your dad was a truck driver. Your mom just got out of high school. That's where we're going to start this story. And that's what he did. And he allowed me to tell that story because he understood that if you miss steps, then people can jump out there assuming that you don't have to work hard. That you're assuming that you don't have to, that you won't make mistakes. Assuming that if you pray or you jump out there on faith or you flip a coin or you know somebody or you get a hookup, that's how it works. It does not work that way. And that's what his show is all about. And that's why I'm just fortunate to have you on my show. Just to just to uh, just to say that this relationship is real and then what you're trying to do is just not limited information that you just do on your show. You're not selfish. You know, like some people do a show. Now I gotta come on my show. I don't do outside interviews. No. You know, my show trying to tell your story to to be able to let people know, hey, this is what I do and I've been doing it before I started talking to you, Rashawn. Is that correct, sir? <laughs> yeah, man, being able to to take people through the hard times, the failures, the growth, so that they really understand that 
they're probably in that phase of their own development right now and to know <laughs> that that can still add up to something extraordinary it's like like you said like story after story after story is everybody went through those hard times everybody embarrassed themselves and fell on their face Woo! and so as they're going through it it doesn't preclude them from becoming equally amazing and so yeah I lo- and I'm inspired by them man like hearing your story about where you started and you know he how was, far you he had was, to go he was. Awesome. <laughs> I was looking at him really really Here's, let's talk about some of the guests okay I, I was fortunate to be on the show Michael Strahan good morning America Hall of Famer went to school Texas Southern University small black HBCU school and became a draft pick of the New York Giants. And and now he's a Hall of Fame player. Uh, one of the hosts does a third hour on uh, Good Morning America. And then you have uh, Tony Hawk. Everybody knows Tony Hawk. Sean White, Olympic star. Uh, Carrie Walsh Jennings. Uh, volleyball. Does she, does she ever stop playing volleyball? That's all I want to know. Um, this is my favorite. Inventor Dean, I believe I want to say his name right, Cayman. Is that right? Cayman? Yep. yep, that, yep. That, that man invented the Segway. Please tell me about that interview, sir. That guy right there. If anybody want to know something about a, or just a regular dude that can walk in and look like he's eating Cheetos, <laughs> but straight brilliant, is Dean Kamen. You got to tell me about that interview, man. This guy here created the Segway. You just need to look his name up because he's doing more than that now. But he does, he's, he's about the STEM program. He's about girls coming to the forefront of science. This guy is a, a is a Jewish guy, intelligent, but very likable and spending his own money and giving back in the community at a higher rate. And so interviewing somebody like that, how do you connect the dots with somebody like that, Tom? You know, it's interesting, even a guy like that who truly is just off the charts intelligent, when you <laughs> go back and piece the story together, it's it's such a classic case of I was young, nobody took me seriously, nobody believed in me, and so I had to believe in myself. And I loved it, and so I stayed with it, even when I was getting kicked in the face. And, you know, like any inventor, it starts with, there's a need somewhere. And Mm -hmm. so his brother was in medical school, and the needles that were available for diabetics were just atrocious. And so he literally just created a smaller, better needle that was less painful, easier Mm -hmm. to use at home, could be self-administered. And, and that was the start of it. And he was like 16 or something. Like yes. <laughs> and so, but he saw a need and he met it, you know, and that's mm-hmm. one of those things that like getting everybody to understand. But Dean is like, he's one of those guests that like, it's easy to dismiss him because he's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Someone like David Goggins. Now that's somebody that I think your audience would absolutely love. And maybe my favorite interview other than you, of course, of all time, <laughs> like this guy, this guy was um, amazing. He mm-hmm. believed that he was the weakest man that God had ever created. And he was so embarrassed to be that weak. And he grew up a black kid, like something like 30 minutes away from the headquarters of the state um, uh, chapter of the KKK. And so they wow. used to spray paint um, racist slurs on his car. They used to bully him. And he just backed down and, and really felt badly about himself. And so he said one day he was so fed up of looking himself in the face in the mirror that he realized he had to change. And so if he was made the weakest man God had ever created, he was going to become the toughest man alive. And he set out to do every tough thing you can imagine, including joining the Navy SEALs, which he had to do three times 
because he kept breaking bones mm. doing their oh um, yes 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 finally he makes it through on a broken leg mm-hmm. like it's his story is so crazy about developing not being born with but about developing mental toughness mm-hmm. it's unlike anything i've ever seen and then he goes on to be one of the most extraordinary ultra endurance athletes ever after serving in afghanistan i mean just unbelievably great story so yeah i highly encourage people to look up david goggins yes and one of the most viewed people on one of the, on your impact series i, I remember i saw that yeah, yeah i saw yeah. that, that that guy was i said wow i gotta watch him i want to i want i want to do a tremendous favor to, for our relationship uh your show comes out what is it the weekly series uh by how often time yeah. okay cool i want to every time tell your staff to send me a banner and a link and I will post it on all my social media every time it comes out. Okay? Wow, man. I'm honored. Thank I you. I got to do that. I, I'm going to tell you something. You know, when you look at something and you, uh, my program director, um, Adele, he, he saw the, the link. He went, did you see this link? It's like you're talking to the camera. You're telling everybody. This is great. So when I see something like that happening in life, and I re- realize this is a very sincere interview that you're giving me. And then when I met you, I met your wife, Lisa, I met the whole staff. It was like walking into a family. It wasn't walking into a guy who's been successful at a level that most people don't understand. You were willing to be able to tell the world right now, come to me. I got some information. I want to share it. If you, if you listen to me, I can help you get to your dream. And that's all Impact Theory is about. An amazing host, Tom. I want to thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for sharing this, these moments of inspiration that we're going to share to the Man, our part, my part of the world, my part of the world. But more importantly, let me continue this relationship by exposing people to all these great guests that he has on this show. Not just me, because I, I will not be selfish and stop this train of information that you're trying to put out, my brother. You need to keep doing what you're doing, you, and we're going to stay in this relationship at a very high level, okay? I love it, Rashawn. Thank you. All right. You be safe and uh, keep winning. Keep winning, my friend. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.